0: Hi, and welcome back to Well Read Witch, where I talk about books and stuff, where I took last week off because I hadn't read anything, neither had I watched anything, so it felt sort of redundant to make an episode where I tried to talk about things I haven't watched or like, you know, there's only so long you can go without having consumed anything uh, and like making content about it. <laughs> Uh, With the lack of things you've consumed. So I just thought it would be better to, you know, take a week off. Um, And then I ended up watching too much stuff. Um, And then I also... I don't think I read... I finished two books in the last week. Uh, And like this is uh, the June wrap-up as well. I don't know why I'm explaining this. If you have clicked on the episode, you've probably read the title. But in case you haven't, um, today's agenda is basically June wrap-up, the stuff I watched in the last week and my July TBR which took a lot of effort to make, I'm not going to lie because I am participating in like this book bingo thing Bookstagrammer is doing and I really like their content and their profiles and the stuff they you know sort of post so I thought hey why not, you know that sort of thing um so first we go to our june wrap up because for whatever reason june wrap up basically means as long as uh i don't have to film a podcast episode so i'm going to cheat a bit this time around because i technically finished meet me in the margins in at like 2 a.m on 1st july so technically speaking it doesn't it's supposedly not in my june wrap-up but i'm counting it anyway i read nine books this month which was not the ideal amount of books i would have liked to read in june like you know we essentially had um the entire month off okay well not essentially we uh like had to go to a college for like the first 11 days of it Um, But still, um, I would have liked to read more. But hey, something's better than nothing, you know. So, Meet Me in the Margins is the last book I read in June. And I don't know why I feel like this is what I wanted book lovers to be. Um, I, I don't even know how this book ended up in my books folder. I have this folder on my phone. Uh, where whenever I see a book anywhere that I sort of like I will screen grab it screenshot it and put it in that folder for you know future use and there are like over 400 photos in that folder so like not in this lifetime like I keep on collecting books I'm supposedly interested in but I just like never get around to it like that's just like a very ambitious TBR I have a lot of TBR stuff so yeah n- not in any time soon I'm going to be able to finish that one but like for whatever reason uh, Proust uh, reading Proust reading Swan's Way sort of reading like the first 10 pages of it sort of put me in a slump uh, the other book I was reading was Dracula so that's also a classic and I was not in the mood for classics and you know applying brain power for pleasure purposes because i was already way too busy uh, revising and studying stuff for my exam so it still haven't happened by the way uh, yeah they, they're gonna happen in july so there's that um like i don't know where this book came from or like why did i have this book um but i did and i read it like i i, I don't even follow the author i haven't heard about the author before this so it was definitely something um but like yeah yeah i haven't (laughs) seen this book anywhere at all um but like this is exactly this book is exactly how i wanted book lovers to be so yeah i think this is a better version of book lovers in case you didn't end up enjoying book lovers i mean there are obvious plot holes in this book but um like i was able to suspend my disbelief enough to enjoy this book and like it's clear from the first page i want to say who this mystery editor is and um and yeah it was like i was like "Eh, it's okay fine like let's just pretend that our protagonist is an idiot (laughs) the book basically follows uh an assistant acquisitions editor at a small publishing firm and she the firm is basically known for publishing quality literature, you know that literary fiction books that require sometimes way too much brain power and stuff. Um, But our protagonist is working on a romance novel in secret and if her boss finds out, uh, she's going to be in a lot of trouble and uh, the boss's son uh, has recently joined the company and that's where the things roll off from and it was lovely I laughed a lot like there was just like right there was just like right amount of sass in this book to make me laugh uh, like my level of sass the sort of sass I enjoy in my life so like yeah that was fun this book was fun like at this book I, I don't know if it was my brain space or what uh but like yeah this is this book was everything I had hoped Emily Henry's book lovers would be I mean, sure there were a few plot like a major sort of major plotline, line not exactly major, not exactly minor plot line was sort of abandoned um which was like you know, eh, but then it was like, eh, it's fine, I laughed at this book i I found the entire thing to be really cute, and yeah. The second last book I read in June was The Willful Prince and The Piebald Princess. I had continued this book from me, but I stopped reading it in June for whatever reason. Uh, Like, I think I just forgot about it because I had not logged it in, in, uh, you know, Storygraph or Goodreads. Um, And um, like, I randomly opened it one day. And there it was, sitting at 43%. I was like, oh my god, I forgot, I hadn't read this book. Um, so I finished it in like an hour or two. It's like a very short novella. It's supposed, like, uh, this is supposed to fall between the Farseer trilogy and the matchup trilogy. I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but like somebody said it somewhere that you you would have a better experience with the future trilogies if you read this novella so i did i am planning on reading the Shop trilogy somewhere around in september when i have the physical copies um for whatever reason i like owning trilogies <laughs> um yeah so like i'll read them around september ish also i don't really have the time right now to in you know to be emotionally invested in a fantasy trilogy Like, especially since my exams are coming right up. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm, like, probably not going to order these until I'm done with my exams. Uh, Possibly after August, uh, before my birthday, probably, I don't know, not too sure yet, but I'll read them in September. Uh, this This year is turning out to be Robin Hobbs when I was... Purely convinced, I would either read um, Sanderson's books or Malazan, or um, I don't know uh, something else. Like I was hoping to be invested in uh, the fuck I forgot the world's name. (laughs) Sanderson's Cosmere, or uh, I really wanted to read um, the Wheel of Time series, but like it's just you know way too long, so. Yeah, and like, I don't know, if I have the capacity to invest in like a 14, 14 book long saga, uh, with Robin Hood, it's easier because at a time you only have to uh, handle trilogies and if you don't want to continue, you, you're you free not to continue, you know, um, that sort of thing. Uh, that being said, everyone says that the Liveship trilogy is going to uh, fry your brain with frustration like i'm just preparing myself at this point <laughs> the next book i read was tweet cute it was cute it was fun i was not expecting it to be YA. i was not expecting it to be dealing with high schoolers but it was and it covered an array of topics which i did not think uh, this book would cover so that was fun this book basically follows two teenagers who sort of represent corporate Twitter, brand Twitter, um, and they sort of end up having a feud on Twitter, and that feud sort of transpires into their real life. And, like, yeah, just, like, all sort of fun trouble these two get up to. And it's a fun book, to be honest. Um, Yeah. I didn't read it when the hype was around it, Uh, But I'm glad I didn't because I would have been severely underwhelmed because I was completely expecting this book to be adult. Like, I I don't know why I don't check these things before reading. Um, but yeah, this was fun. This was like, you know, very cutesy high school romance and everyone is pressuring you to figure stuff out and you don't have, you don't really know what you're supposed to do in your life and all that stuff. Um, but yeah. I liked this book um, yeah it was fun uh, of course there were a few misunderstandings and all that sort of stuff again this book had some serious things that were brushed under the rug you know to just wrap up this story uh, but I wish there would have been like a bit more confrontations on the parents part because whatever uh, our main characters Mother tells her what our second main character's father did to her. It was like, you know, uh, that had grounds for suing. (laughs) But, like, yeah, I don't know for sure. Um, But then again, it was a recipe, so to speak. Um, And this recipe was not exactly published anywhere. So, did the Delhi Diner actually? Break any contract? I didn't think so. That was was actually really clever of the author. Huh? I didn't think that. But like, thoroughly enjoyed this book. That being said. Like, with romance books these days, it's just like, you have to suspend your disbelief on certain things. Like, you have to be super focused on the things the author is focusing on. And that is really it. Because if you start... Thinking too deeply or too narrowly about stuff, stuff just uh, starts to fall about. Um, and, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was cute. The book was cute. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Um, yeah. Also, the entire twin thing was so... I don't know. Um, but, like, I really felt for our main character whose names I've forgotten. Which is very bad on my part because I really liked one of the main characters. So I'm gonna Google them as you are being recorded. And you're listening to my voice stalling as I figured stuff out on my phone. Um, but yeah, like, use... Okay, so basically the novel has uh, two... What? Um... <laughs> Twins? Twins? And one of the twin feels underappreciated whose POV we are following. Falling. Following. following. Um, And... uh, Oh, yeah. The the twin we are following is called Jack. Our other main character is Pepper. And... um, Yeah. Like... Yeah. Like... It sort of follows this strand of Jack feeling not enough of being tied down to his parents' expectation of him and not feeling like he can have a life outside the deli and the diner. Even though he loves it, to it its bones, uh, he still feels like everyone is expecting him to be the one who stays behind and handles everything in the family uh, rather than being the other twin who... Uh, is supposedly being put on this pedestal by everyone but like that's the thing at that age you feel so insecure about everything you just think that oh everyone is nicer than me everyone is better than me and all that stuff i mean i th- still think that at times but like at that age it's so intense that you feel so suffocated in your own being um and like i really felt that um i don't know <laughs> Yeah, I just like yeah. Um there were times I really wanted to hug Jack because um I felt that way too sometimes. Um yeah. It 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 just touched upon that right nerve in my heart and was like, okay cool, that was a good thing to do. So yeah. I mean I've never really faced academic pressure so to speak, uh, from my family. Uh, like there were a bunch of times when we were compared to one another. The cousins, we are of basically the same age. Uh, and our results used to be compared to each other. But like we were young and like uh, as we grew up, like I, I didn't have that, you know, uh, you have to go to this high level college to succeed in life's pressure on me. For which I feel I'm extremely lucky. Um, that being said, the... um pressure of you know being responsible being the responsible has always been on me thought like yeah there's that i've crumbled (laughs) against this pressure way too many times too so yeah i have done my fair share of mistakes but like i felt what jack was feeling um i've been there so like it's just like that was like a really cool twist or emotional beat to add i want to say uh then i read these violent delights and our violent ends this feels way too long ago to be in june like ah, uh, what um uh, this was in june what are you talking about no this wasn't in june um but apparently it was i had read these violent delights prior this was a reread our violent ends ex- ended exactly the way i w- wanted it to because Halfway reading through our violent ends, I realized that this is supposed to be, you know, a Romeo and Juliet retelling. And we all know how Romeo and Juliet ends. And yeah, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, so I'm not going to repeat my entire stance on this duology. But yeah, it was it was something. Th- that realization that hit me when I was halfway through that either one of them could die, or possibly both of them could die at the end um that was like something that shook me into my core and this is not a spoiler like it's a Romeo and Juliet retelling we all know how that play ends um and yeah just like yeah <laughs> that that, that <laughs> I knew it was a Romeo and Juliet ending uh retelling and I knew how that play ended but like my brain just didn't connect the two and I think I'm just repeating myself here <laughs> The next book I read was Gallant by V.E. Schwab. I am going to say this once and for all I love V.E. Schwab's writing and the way she handles familial dynamics and relationships. I cannot stress this enough I love her work only for this thing. Like the way she explores the insecurity about familial relationships is just so peculiarly good. Like ah how do you do that? Like What is your secret? Um, Yeah, I I just love that. I was screaming at the book by the end of it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I have... uh, I don't know whether any of you listening here follow me on Instagram or not. Um, It's basically the podcast name, Well Red Witch, uh, without any spaces. But I posted my, um, uh, like, you know, certain... What am I going to... What was the word? Certain photographs of the physical copy of the book I have. And, like, on the last page, I have, like... I wrote it and, like, you... Like, I just filled the last page with, this is way too cruel. (laughs) Hmm, Because, like, I like sure when i read romance i do get invested in the romance aspect of it all but in a fantasy setting i don't really like that like even when i was reading um the crescent city books by sarah j Maas, um i was way more concerned about the relationship between bryce and room than any other thing at all like i just i don't know like in fantasy setting, having your family or your found family be in danger is just like adds the intensity to it all way too much for me. So like I'm way more interested in that aspect of it. And I do think this has to do with me entering fantasy with V.E. Schwab's work, uh, Shades of Magic. And the way V.E. Schwab explores Kel's insecurities around his adopted family is so well done like i cannot express how much i love each of and their work and the fact that they focus so beautifully on these weird relationships or like or on these when i say weird i mean i was thinking about um you know victor and eli from the villain series um but like both of them hate each other but also on some level they are so bound to each other i don't know man it's just so good and interesting and um heart-tugging like the relationship Kail basically has given rai his life force uh like in that past scene we saw like i just <laughs> please read we if you like reading about family dynamics um yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Then I read The Charm Offensive and I Keshara Wheeler. I think I've talked about these two um, on the previous episode at an extended level. And I'm not going to waste too much time on them. Because like, I think I was pretty clear on my stance uh, in the last episode. And I finally finished Portrait of an Artist as a young man. And I don't know... Uh, how it was done in my class in, like, 20 minutes, the, there's just, like, a exquisite prose by Joyce that I was not expecting. Like, I was expecting prose that I didn't understand, but this was prose uh, that was comprehensible. Like, I could understand it, but it was also so beautiful, and, um like, the questions it raised. I think by the end of fourth chapter, I want to say Deadless decides the fact that, um okay, like... He is going to be an artist, he's going to be a a poet, and then we see him discuss his aesthetic theory. And, like, it's very blurred at that point, whether Joyce is discussing his own views or it's just, like, Stephen's voice. Um, And, like, yeah, it's just so masterfully done. Um, You see Stephen grow from being this naive little child to being this person riddled with guilt because he has allowed himself to sin to being this person who is unabashedly himself uh, and in between he was like this person who was so crippled by the fear that was instilled in him and it, it, it was a journey and I'm glad I went on it. Um, Yeah it's, I do think I would recommend this book. Now we move on to the stuff I watched this week. I watched all the Transylvania movies for no reason at all. I don't know why. (laughs) I felt like watching them, so I watched them. (laughs) I have seen them, I have caught them here and there, but I've never really, you know, paid attention to them, so to speak, or um, I didn't really realize that they were Dracula retellings Um, and since we are supposed to do Dracula for our uh, last paper um i thought hey why not you know and i uh, and jonathan is as much of an idiot as i thought he was um but in a fun way like yeah i really enjoyed them they were like you know good fun um yeah and then i started watching the summer i turned pretty last night um okay in the i was done by my work of yesterday by like 6 p.m or something so i was like hey I have this season downloaded, might as well watch it on Amazon Prime and um, I watched it and I I, only thought I would do like the first four episodes because for whatever reason I thought there were like eight episodes but turns out there were only seven and I was done with the first four episodes by like 10pm so I was like I might as well finish it right now and like talk about it on the podcast tomorrow. (laughs) uh um yeah Uh i don't know what it's about jenny han <laughs> and her work i just keep watching adaptations of it i haven't read any of her work which feels sort of pathetic at this point to be honest um but yeah the summer I turned pretty it hooked me from the start um the aesthetics were amazing the People were amazing. The story was brilliant. Like it... Like... The first four episodes, you don't really understand why Conrad is being this, you know, person. And then there's, like, this disgruntled, grumpy teenager, so to speak. But, like, by the end of fourth episode, it's foreshadowed that something's go- going wrong. And, like, I think by that time, I'd picked up on the fact that Conrad knew that that thing was going off i'm not going to spoil it um so yeah i just like you know tied up the pieces and ropes and i was like okay yeah conrad definitely knows um (laughs) i liked nicole a lot like she just tells you the stuff the way she wants to tell you shyla ah, love her um jeremiah was cool and cute and all that stuff and then we have Stephen. Stephen is Belly's elder brother and Stephen is really close with Jeremiah. Not so much with Conrad. Conrad is like roaming around apparently uh, being sulky all summer. So like uh, so like Conrad's differently situated. Uh, Belly is differently situated but Jeremiah and um, Stephen are like a duo. They do everything together and all that stuff. Um but you only see we only see steven alone for like uh a really short time uh one time when he was interacting with uh conrad and jeremiah's dad and the other time when he was alone in um the card room and that's all there is to say to it that scene i think was beautifully handled and um the way steven reacted was completely natural and stuff um Like, yeah, I think this is a spoiler. I'm not going to talk about that scene in depth. um, But like, yeah, yeah, it was was a beautifully well done scene. I wish we could have gotten more time with Stephen, like outside of who he is with Jeremiah, outside of who he is with Shayla and when he's struggling to find his place in Shayla's world, even though he is like, he is riddled with insecurity, that I'm going to say. Um, but I wish we had seen him be more himself uh, throughout the series. Um, he's either teasing Belly or he's being a goofball with Jeremiah, or he is sort of being insecure around Shayla and her friends. And, um, Like, yes, there is a narrative arc to Steven's character as well. But I wish we had gotten to see more of him. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish he just would have gotten more screen time. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah. He deserved more screen time. I mean, like, yeah, he is one of the main characters. He is one of the main cast assembles. And I'm pretty sure he has, like, a good enough screen time. But I wanted more of him. Does that make sense? I mean, I understand completely that uh, in, like, seven episodes, you can only focus on so many people and so much stuff. Um, And, like, I haven't even begun to touch upon the mothers and their relationship and um, the way things were handled with their lives and stuff. Um, But, like, yeah, I wish we had a little more focus on Stephen's storyline. Like, yes, please. Please. Um, also, Laurel and uh, Susanna are like such cool best friends, um, like yeah, they're really really cool. Also, uh, Laurel is like, hmm, Laurel is one of my favorite characters in the entire series, um, yeah, so Amazon please renew this series. <laughs> um, we have Betty Belly is our main uh, protagonist uh, in this entire series. Uh, Belly has been coming to this house of Susanna, Susanna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say Susanna. Susanna is like a family friend and uh, Belly and her family has been coming and spending their summers with them all her life. But Belly never really steps out, she never really has friends on the side, on like the summer vacation she spends her time with the mothers uh the mothers basically being Susanna and Laurel uh they are best friends and like they spend the summers together basically is the entire backstory to where we start um yeah and like uh basically Berry is turning 16 this summer and she's decided that she is going to have a very different summer than the all of her rest of her summers, so she like you know doesn't do her usual stuff that she usually does with the mothers and the uh, boys uh, stephen uh, jeremiah and conrad are known as the boys um belly has a best friend called taylor i don't know who was responsible for music licensing throughout the series but i just want to say you guys did a brilliant job like oh my god the number of taylor songs in this movie was too many but it didn't feel like you know it was overpowering the narrative um and they had like a Billie eilish song they had an olivia rodrigo song i think they had two olivia rodrigo songs um there was happier than ever by Billie eilish i half of uh, uh what uh, half of lover was there <laughs> by taylor swift Um, Like, the first song we hear when the series open is Cruel Summer. Um, And, I don't know, it's like the music added so much ambience to the entire series. Uh, It was fun. And it's actually the sort of things we listen to these days. Um, Yeah, so like, that was fun. Um, It was very summery vibes, summer all the way through. Um, I really, really liked watching it it was so fun it was so cute at one point i was confused okay who is with who what is happening um but yeah it was it was it was really fun i did not understand the ending um like there was an emotional beat emotional ending at first and then there was a scene that was uh, accompanied with uh, belly basically choosing between uh, jeremiah and conrad and i'm not going to say who in case you haven't watched it but i did not understand why that happened um i think it was ba- clearly laying down for second season and amazon if you are listening i don't know why you will be um but if you are i will you know renew my subscription if you renew <laughs> this summer i turned pretty for the second season because my uh, prime membership ends <laughs> on 8 july and I was not planning on renewing it, but I will renew it for this. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun and a lot of drama <laughs> and a lot of questionable things that like uh the supposed adults of cousins do to uh um, belly and t- which that was that was something that was <laughs> um okay, sure. That was the choice. Uh but I do think I will read the books. The book this series was based on. I do think it'll probably answer more of my questions. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. It was fun. I recommend. Please go watch it. it. It's a beautiful one. And Jenny Han makes an appearance as well. So keep an eye out for her. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I was like, oh, Jenny. <laughs> I recognized her immediately, which is something that's never happened before. Uh, Like, I remember watching Heartstopper, and I just, like, couldn't find Alice on the first go. I watched it. When I watched it for the second time, that was when I realized, oh, Alice was here. Okay, cool. (laughs) Uh, But, like, yeah. Also, uh, let's just jump over to our July portion, Uh, like, July TBR portion of the podcast. Uh, I am doing this... Book Bingo by um, Literary Gold Rush or Allison or Ali uh, on Instagram. Um, July is their birthday month and they wanted to do this. And here we are. It took a lot of time to figure some of this stuff out uh, because some of these were so specific to Allison's liking and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, also, like before I go into this stuff, I'm also reading The good uh, the School for Good Mothers by Jess- Jessamine Chan for Resh's book club. I found about the book club in May and they didn't do a book for June. So like I'm doing, they, they're doing uh, The School for Good Mothers by Jessamine Chan for as the book of their month of July. So I'm also supposed to be reading that. Um, okay, so that's okay. That being out of the way um the okay the book bingo basically had us do eight prompts like they gave us eight prompts. like alison gave us eight prompts first of which is a poetry collection and i've chosen felicity or a thousand mornings or both both of them are by mary oliver um i don't know when like which one i'll pick up or whether i'll end up picking up both of them but they have been on my radar for, like, uh, since last December, I want to say. Um, so, yeah. Then there was uh, Harry's House recommendation. Uh, now, Alison is basically the person I follow for... Um, uh, like, she makes this po- these posts where she'll take an album that an artist has released and she'll recommend a book for each song. So, like, say if you liked... Um, love of my life from Harry's house you can read you deserve each other which is what I am doing because everything else Allison recommended on that post I'd already read so yeah like I have the only book I haven't read from that entire recommendation list is you deserve each other so that's what I'm going to pick up that being said my favorite uh, right now from Harry's house is grape juice um yeah book uh books by Allison's favorite author I couldn't really find a post on her profile that explicitly stated that somebody was her favorite author. Um, I found a lot of Rooney being repeated. But the thing about Rooney is that she only has like three books out and I've read all of them. So Rooney was like out of the running for this one. And um, like I saw the series by Jendu... Delka by uh, like the Well Met series being replayed on Alison's profile as well, and I've read the first book, Well Met. I haven't read Well Played or Well Matched, which I think I'm going to read now. Uh, either I'm going to read one of them. The next one is Well Played, I think, or I'll probably end up reading both of them. Who knows? And the fourth prompt was a book Alison reviewed in 2021 why i don't know why i'm calling her alison her name like her profile explicitly uh you know states that you don't know, ali uh so like a book ali reviewed in 2021 um <sighs> for this one i chose uh, a tree grows in brooklyn by betty smith uh, most of the books ali has reviewed in 2021 I've already read and this book was I this book was something I hadn't even heard of so yeah and that sounded interesting and yeah and I think uh, like from the review it felt like Ali really liked this book when she read it so I'm going to read it as well and see what it's all about uh then the next prompt was a Disney retelling and for this I've chosen Cinderella is dead or Lost in the Neverwoods Cinderella is Dead is Cinderella retelling Lost in the Neverwoods is a beta pan retelling and um, I don't know whether a Disney retelling meant this thing but this is what I'm going with there was no explicit uh, explanation as to what we were supposed to pick up or like what exactly qualifies as a Disney retelling so like I hope this just yeah I don't know Um, Cinderella is Dead is a sapphic dystopian retelling of the story and Lost in the Neverwoods is I don't know about what. I know it's a Peter Pan retelling possibly set in a horror setting and that's really all I know about it. The next prompt was to choose a book that had been recommended in uh, an album recommendation and for this I chose Writers and Lovers by Lily King. Uh, And this book was recommended in the Red TV Vault book recommendations. Um, I don't remember which song this was for, um, but yeah, that's that's what I'm going to read. The next prompt was to read uh, folklore recommendation, like a book she recommended for a folklore song. And again, same thing with folklore recommendations. I've read most of these books. Uh, that Ali recommended Um, the only one I hadn't read was the two lives of Lydia Bird so I'm going to read that I had been meaning to read this one for like quite some time now it's been on my radar for a long time ever since I learned that you know this book had some time traveling element to it or like some time jumping time skipping some timeline shift there is something about timelines in this book and that's all there is There, like that's all i know and yeah that's that is enough for me to get hooked on it um the last prompt was a rom-com which i'm pretty sure was like the fourth prompt in the book bingo but i had skipped it to the very last because i couldn't figure out what which book will i be reading for this one and this is where the cheating portion comes back in uh remember when i was wrapping up the june portion and like i said i'll include meet me in the margins there but like technically i had finished it in july like at 2 a.m in july um for rom-com i selected meet me in the margins because i'm already pretty heavily leaning towards um a lot of books (laughs) a lot of shortlisted stuff and um yeah i don't know if i'll be able to read all of them or not um so like you know just to lean a bird a small burden off my shoulders i the rom-com i like i'm choosing the one i've already read at this point um so yeah meet me in the margins. um yeah uh, i i'm really excited for this one because i have never really been like i was i haven't really done like you know this sort of thing before uh, on bookstagram and stuff Um, So that makes me excited. And I'm like, I'm probably getting to read all the books that I keep putting off. which is fun. Um, And yeah, that's all there is to today's episode. Today's episode was recorded in a single go. Like I didn't stop and I went going on. And like I have more than half of my cup of coffee and like I still haven't, you know, touched it too often in this episode, which is something to be admired i want to say not admired um but yeah i think i'm getting i'm getting the hang of it all of like recording these episodes um yeah that's all there is to it i hope you have a lovely weekend i hope you have a lovely week i'll see you all next week okay no probably i won't see you all you'll probably hear from me (laughs) next week um yeah follow me on instagram and stuff i do a lot i try to do a lot of cool stuff on there but mostly i'll probably make a fool of myself and hey that's all there is to it you know like yeah that's just life and stuff okay cool bye i'm gonna stop talking now well read which is available everywhere you get your podcasts leave a review share it with your friends have a lovely day